Welcome to our podcast. We are beloved daughters of Christ, and this is At The Well. Welcome back, everyone, to our third episode of At The Well. It's a podcast that's put on by myself, Erica, and Rachel, and Alex, my two sisters in Christ. And we just wanted to wish everyone, especially this weekend, a very happy Father's Day. It is Father's Day weekend, and it's a time to be grateful for the fathers that God has given us and for the ways that they mentor us. But in this episode, we wanted to challenge everyone to look at fatherhood a little differently and also ask, should we wish priests happy Father's Day? If so, we'll make the case for yes, and we'll let you know why. Um, And we're also going to address the ways that we allow ourselves to be spiritually fathered by priests and how, if we've never encountered this before, how we can begin to encounter this reality of being nurtured by a spiritual father, just based on the the love and the warmth that we've felt and experienced in our own lives from spiritual fathers that God placed there. So we'll explore these questions and uh, hope you're excited and hope it helps you reflect on your own thoughts as well too. So I'm going to have Alex start with opening prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We also thank you for all of our spiritual fathers that you have gifted to us. And we thank you and pray for all of the seminarians and those considering the vocation to the priesthood. May they discern your will with wisdom and understanding in their lives. We pray in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for us. And and Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. All right, should we wish priests? A happy Father's Day. Um, I'm just going to say, uh, yes, yes, and I have, I have. I don't know what about you, Erica, Rachel. I, I have more recently, but I'll admit, like, I've, I didn't always think of it in that way. So I definitely now see it. For sure. I think I'm the same way. I think there was a time where um, it never even crossed my mind, but I think as I started to develop relationships with spiritual fathers in my life. I think that it has become more and more something that I do pray for and think of on the day of Father's Day. So yeah, I would say yes, we should wish them a happy Father's Day. Yeah, okay, cool. We're all in agreement. I too, actually, I didn't always do it. Um, I think it was only more recently when I truly understood spiritual fatherhood in um, the way it's supposed to. And I think actually going into this topic, one scripture passage that really stands out for me um, is from Jeremiah, and it's chapter 3, verse 15. And it says, I will give you shepherds after my own heart 
who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And I feel like those two gifts, knowledge and understanding, oh my gosh, just like really are such great words to describe my spiritual director, who's been an amazing spiritual father um, in my life for many years, knowing me through my teenage years and transitioning into being an adult. (laughs) His support for me has just really been amazing and how spiritual fathers are able to see the worst of you in confession, but minister that forgiveness and then see you fully as you are, support you as you are, and encourage you and offer like tangible support and ways to grow closer to the Lord. I don't know about you guys. What do you guys think about? You could think of one spiritual father or priest. Can you relate the gifts of knowledge and understanding and how they've applied that to you in your life through their yeses? That's like a big thing that stands out for me. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I would totally be able to relate to what you're saying there, Alex. And in regard to the knowledge, I know that in my life, my first pastor, he was such a a loving person and through his wisdom and his knowledge he shared the faith with me and planted those seeds that are in my heart that you know may not have taken root right away (laughs) Uh, but over time with water and much love from other spiritual fathers those seeds definitely grew but it was his initial planting of that seed in my heart and then as others carried forward and as I got to know other priests in life and the priests that I also work with, all of them actually uh, have really uh, shared their knowledge and given me a real understanding of what our faith is about. In regard to the scripture reading that I related to when talking about our spiritual fathers, I found that Mark chapter 10, verse 42 to 45 really struck me. And that was, and Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that those who are supposed to rule over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man also came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Reading this passage, it reminded me again of my very first pastor and my relationship with him was one of just such awe and wonder. Like I remember being this little Mm. kid and he was just this very tall man and I would just look up at him and think, wow, this is what God looks like. (laughs) (laughs) And he was just this very tall man who just had this beautiful smile and this peace about him. And he was always just so joyful. And I'm like, this has to be what God is like. Shepherd after his own heart. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Shepherd after his own heart. And it was just so beautiful to learn from him. And I just remember how he used to serve the parish. He was so giving of his time. Uh, He was always with the parishioners. He was always with the families of the parish. And to me, like when I think about our pastors and we have some really good pastors in our Archdiocese of Toronto and, and just seeing the amount of charity in them 
to constantly give to the communities that they're serving, to constantly give to the people that come to their office every day, and to share the seasons of everyone's life that walks through that office. It is such a blessing to watch how much they have to um, be there for all these different families in so many different ways and on so many different levels with all the different requests that they get, even just in one day. And yeah, I second that and third that in a lot of ways because <laughs> I think something maybe all three of us could agree with and people who kind of work in a church setting can agree is that before I started working at a church office, I definitely thought that priests just worked on Sundays. And, and then they just like napped or did something else the rest of the time or got to hang out in the rectory. And then, and just like, it's really beautiful because we describe the job of a father as being always on, so to speak, like 24 seven, you don't take a break from the moment your child is born. You can't turn off that quantity quality mm -hmm. of being a father. Um, I think it's, it's so true enough uh, of our spiritual fathers who are priests because though though they can try their best to have a normal work day or a normal work week, we, we know it's very all-encompassing and it's so much more than saying mass, right? It's yeah. Serving. And sometimes you only learn of that too, not even through work, but also through like the different sorrows or challenges in your life where they're actually there for you just like that. I know it's not a video, y'all, but I'm snapping. Um, <laughs> and so there, sometimes it's like through more even experiences in life that they're just called to be our shepherds. Like whether we're that one sheep that's lost, they're there supporting you and loving you the whole way and offering the Lord's love, being a shepherd after his own heart who feeds us with knowledge and understanding. But what's it mean to be after his own heart is with love. And we don't realize that, yeah, it's a 24-7 vocation that they sign up to. Mm -hmm. Kind of adding to what you were saying, Alex, is that in one day they go from being a counselor to being in persona Christi during mass to being a teacher in a catechism class and to being a bereavement counselor when somebody mm -hmm. passed away and they have to take care of them and then going out and serving the sick and the poor and whoever else needs them in one day they play the, the hat of many, and then they go back. And a wedding in one day. Right. Then there's a <laughs> wedding, a funeral, whatever happens in that day. And then on top of it, the kids come after school, and they got to show love and just, you know, be that spiritual father to all of these kids that might come, right? And so it's just such a beautiful thing to watch how much of themselves they give. And yeah, it's just not about mass alone, right? Although mm -hmm. that is a beautiful part, but it's, it is, it, there's so many aspects to what they do in a day. And I know St. John Paul II had a really nice quote that is really like, stood out for me when we started talking about this, which was spiritual fathers are to reveal, relive, and radiate God's fatherhood. They make God visible. All men must be fertile and fruitful spiritual fathers. It really does talk about how they make God visible to the rest of us here on earth and all their sacrifices that they give. It really just kind of radiates for me anyway. Um, mm -hmm. you guys and like, I think what you're saying about even the kids coming after school, and I think um, what 
so important is that fatherhood is so, so important, especially for those of us who have never been able to call anyone father. I think it's a very beautiful thing to be able to say it to someone that will extend that unique love to you and being a shepherd to you. And I think that really reminds me of just, you know, everything ties back to our at the well verse, right? In John, in the gospel of John, where it's like this woman, Jesus just approached her exactly how she needed it and was that father to her. And once she came to know his love and him, her life was transformed. And who knows what her actual life was like before that. Maybe she had a broken experience of a fatherhood in her life and he was the first spiritual father. That role of spiritual fatherhood really can transform your life so that you can then spread out the love of God. And yeah, it's just such a beautiful vocation that I'm not sure we appreciate enough because it comes with so much sacrifice that we really don't see. So it's like, are we asking our spiritual fathers how they are doing? Because they're always there for us. And that's like hundreds of people, thousands of people praying for us, giving us blessings, giving us communion, confession, all these things. They're called to give so much. And then they do penance for us, you know? So it's like, are we asking how they are? So back to even our first question today. It's like, yeah, we should say happy Father's Day uh, because they're such great fathers to us. So it sounds like just with everything that we're saying and and all of us being in agreement that priesthood is tied to fatherhood in so many ways. Um, I remember actually as a cool fact, I heard this probably from like a Catholic apologetic video, maybe Father Mike Schmitz, um, I can give credit to him, but he had talked about how from the oldest times in the Old Testament as well, priesthood was always linked to fatherhood. And in some cool ways, maybe Maybe not enough Christian families even claim that identity or they don't know, but the father of the family can take on the priestly duty of leading his family closer to God. Um, But definitely our spiritual, that means our spiritual fathers and our priests have an identity that's intertwined. And it makes me think of my passage that I uh, sort of flagged for this topic, which is from 1 Thessalonians and the second chapter. And it's actually the Apostle Paul, and he's talking about how he wants the Thessalonians to think of him and and his role among them. So he says, though we, like the priests, uh, might have made demands as apostles of Christ, we were gentle among you, like a nurse caring for her own children. So deeply do we care for you that we are determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our very own selves because you have become very dear to us. So I think that uh, that passage is really beautiful and strikes me for so many reasons because it just echoes the idea that you two have been saying so wonderfully, which is that priests in the course of their sacrifice of service and lifetime of priesthood, they do share their whole life. And it makes me think very fondly of uh, maybe the, the priest that comes to mind to share is at a, at a time when I fully didn't understand how spiritual fatherhood could work, I think I was really gifted by God with the constant recurrence of a particular priest in my life. And eventually it started to happen too much to be coincidence. Just how much this priest was very, very much around for my formative years and had such a role in my family's life. So it started with maybe me coming to know about this priest 
just in the diocese. I know some listeners will already know who the priest is, who I'm talking about for sure. Me coming to know about him in the diocese, but then him coming to know members of my family over time, become really good family friends with us to the point where he celebrated my sister's wedding. Um, He knew me when I was discerning religious life and then recently celebrated my wedding Um, And he's really helped me even come into my own identity as a campus minister because he's my boss now. (laughs) So I feel like it's beautiful for him. He's gotten to see me transition from the whole time I was in undergrad and just coming into my own identity and my own faith in God and then deciding what God even wanted for me, being able to find my own sort of vocation and mission. And he's really been present for all those phases in very unplanned ways. So that's been such a beautiful process where I think it's safe to say nowadays when any family event comes up or any of my family members have a birthday party, we always joke like, oh, if, even if it's a family only party, we have to invite this priest because like he's family. <laughs> so it's really like that's been really uh, touching to see. On that same note, it's actually been really nice to see how he hasn't done that exclusively for me, but I was recently at a conference with this priest And um, I saw a speaker just be on stage and talk about 10 years of marriage and her time and her struggles in marriage and her career. And, uh, And then the priest got all quiet beside me. And I said, Father, what's going on? And he said, I feel like I raised her. Like I knew her from when, when she was 18 and, uh, and now she's, you know, over 30 and I knew her before all of the things she's even talking about in the story before they came to pass, I was there as they unfolded. So really felt uh, mushy a little during that moment. And I thought it's so beautiful because he's seen these other young men and women grow up just like he's seen me grow up. So there, if that's not fatherhood, then like, I don't know what is. One of the thoughts that really came to mind between both of you sharing is that um, really something really important in a day where family or the family structure and the family in general is under attack, on so many different levels. We have these priests, these fathers, who hold the family together and mm-hmm. who really teach and shepherd and care for the families in their care and continue to lead them to understand the family under one God and trying to keep that structure together, to keep um, the sacredness in a family and to teach us how to be a holy family, right? Or to be like the holy family. And their insight from being able to see all of us from an objective opinion, but also to be part of it is such a unique experience and, and um, perspective that we just need to reach out and trust them and, and talk to them and just really get to know our parish priest. So there's the challenge for all of you listening today. Because <laughs> um, we all know, um, you know, that more than half of us will come to mass and then skip outside the door before everything's done. <laughs> <laughs> I want to challenge all of you to really say hello and stop in at some point in time, either after mass or before mass or you know, maybe not before, maybe they're busy then, but, you know, sometime <laughs> during the week um, or give them a call and, and just talk to them and get to know them, open your hearts to them. Um, I guarantee you, you will not regret it. I guarantee that 
each one of you will only be blessed and graced by having the opportunity to get to know your parish priest and to really um, know what it's like to be loved by one of God's shepherds. So. Definitely. And, and start small, even if you ask them their vocation story, you know, then you obviously you could share things about your life. But I think you find just how easy it is over time. It can start with a hi or how are you to then you getting to know about their whole story to the priesthood. But then you also coming to see them as a person who's inside an advice you trust and you rely on like maybe it's a job advice maybe it's dating advice maybe it's parent advice like rachel said but i think yeah not until you enter that kind of faith relationship or kind of leap of trust will you ever get to experience what it's like to let them fully live out their priesthood and shepherd us as the flock Mm -hmm. i feel like i want to add to the challenge also to pray for them like pray for our priests because we don't see a lot of what goes into what makes them so wise and also resilient and being able to help us in every facet of life. And so keeping them in your daily intentions and also for um, the prayer for increase in vocations because we see how important these spiritual fathers in our lives are. Hey, there's so much, there's so much gratitude to go around towards, towards our spiritual fathers that we've been really mentored and guided by. I think we have to also acknowledge the fact that in order to have these kind of relationships with our, our spiritual fathers, we also have to be open to having that relationship with them. And it's much like God the Father, right? Where he's always just waiting for us to come to him. He's always Mm -hmm. waiting for us to welcome him into our homes. And I think when you do that, when we welcome them and we welcome them into our homes and into our lives, this beautiful relationship begins to form. And really, just like our relationship with God the Father, we're the ones that really are blessed for it in return. And we get blessed from this relationship that begins to build and form. And, you know, like I talked about my very first pastor, but I also want to mention my current pastor, who is like my father, my brother, my friend. Like It just, you know, every type of relationship um, that exudes this love of the father and this love of a brother, it just, it's so wonderful to be able to, to share, um, as you were mentioning, Erica, as if we're family. And there's nothing to be kept secret because he knows everything about me already. <laughs> I already told him the worst of me. <laughs> Literally in confession, yeah. Not that they can talk about it. <laughs> so, you know, so there's this, there's this moment and then he still comes to me the next day and he's still smiling and happy and mm-hmm. ready to love me again, right? So it's just yeah. this wonderful relationship. This is what it, it must be like. And again, making God visible to us here on earth. And mm-hmm. all of them really do so. And just as we get to know them, but we do have to be open to that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Rach, because that was maybe a, the last point in case some of our listeners are wondering or curious, um, how do you have these relationships with a spiritual father or allow yourself to be spiritually fathered if you never have before? Similarly, Alex brought up like having a spiritual director. So maybe there's people out there who are wondering, how do I get a spiritual director? I agree with your tip, Rach, that the first step would maybe be just starting to have 
the conversation and that forming of a relationship, whether it's after mass, uh, whether you go and see them, whether you have a concern and you actually want to bring it to them. Or I found in my own past that when I humanize a priest, I actually start to realize, wow, they're this person with a story and chances are they mm -hmm. have school issues and friend issues and they dated, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and then so that means they have like relationship stories probably and they have job aspirations that they wanted. So that's always helped me resonate with the fact that though they're in this state of life now and we have a lot in common, right? We have like a family and just these similar life issues that we've been through. Can I just add one more thing? Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Y'all, they're so kind. They just wouldn't even say no. Um, now it's two more things because I just want to add on how lovable you two are. Um, because <laughs> Rachel mentioned that earlier. Um, how it's not even just him who loves you. You're just, you're both so lovable. But I also want to add on just to our spiritual fathers. If anyone is listening, and even if you're not, it's still here. Uh, but I just want to thank you for your yes to the Lord so that we could know the Lord. It's so beautiful and immeasurable. And one day the Lord will show you and say, thank you, good and faithful servant. And then I also want to encourage everyone to keep in your daily prayers and regular prayers, um, praying for our spiritual fathers, for um, them in their roles right now and our future and past, just keeping them in our prayers. And even sometimes if you ask them, what can I pray for you about? Pray for the intentions on their heart that they won't tell anyone. Yeah, pray for them. I agree. At least learn, at best, learn like your pastor's ordination anniversary and birthday and, uh, and use those as extra incentives to pray for them because they need prayers just like all of us. So that brings us to the end of this episode. And once again, like we all reiterated, we want to wish a very happy Father's Day to all our spiritual fathers, to our priests um, and the communities that they serve. Within those, we want to say happy Father's Day to all the biological fathers and all those who allow others to be fathered, maybe in non-conventional ways, whether it's grandfathers and older brothers too and mentors that are definitely very formative figures. So as we wrap up, as always, we're going to recap what our God incidences were. That's what we're still calling them for now. Just moments where we felt God's presence or it was a great consolation, a learning or a lesson that was encountered. I think mine would be as this quarantine has continued to develop. I think just this past week, I've been really blessed to have really good conversations, phone conversations, Zoom call conversations with students in our ministry. And I've been so, so moved by the fact that you can really learn a lot about someone's life if you just take the time to call and set aside half an hour and say, I called because I care and I want to know what's up in your life and how you're doing. And I think sometimes I've just been really moved by how willing they are to share their joys, their struggles, their prayer intentions. And that's been a really positive, liberating thing because sometimes quarantine has made me focused on what I can't do, like can't have coffee with people. Um, but I'm definitely still free to connect and have real ministering time with people. So that's been a blessing. I also 
felt like my God incident this week was also around ministry as well. And I think um, the growth of ministry. So just getting a lot of people that are interested in becoming more active in their faith and becoming more active in ministry. And it's been such a blessing to witness someone's, I guess, someone's journey as they move from this internal reflection period and move into a different season of their life where they actually want to be part of something and turn their faith into action. So, yeah, I just, there's been a few people that have come to me and asked how they can do that and how they can start becoming more active in their church. And I just think that's a really great sign considering that we've been in quarantine for three months. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. That's beautiful. Um, my God incident has to do with a question that I had and I brought it to a spiritual father in my life. And it just even goes back to the scripture I said today in Jeremiah 3. He gave me, he understood where I was and what my heart needed, what I needed, the support I needed. And he gave that and he gave an answer, but then even more resources. And those resources led to me coming closer to the Lord in another way. And yeah, I just really felt um, the Holy Spirit guiding me through that. And it's very grateful. Yeah. So it sounds like we've all had some really good God incidences this past couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I speak for all of us when we say happy Father's Day again, one more time. Yeah. Uh, and we can't forget our bishops as well. So <laughs> The, the holy father and yeah <laughs> that's right and let's pray for all of them and for i think alex you mentioned in the beginning in prayer all our seminarians really the ones that are ready to be ordained this month a uh, very deacons, exciting yeah. time yeah the deacons are going to be it's very exciting so we will continue to pray for them as we approach their ordination day yeah so thank you everyone for listening again but we'll end with a prayer asking for the intercession of our Blessed Mother. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, everyone, again for listening. And happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. You know, really celebrate the family time this weekend. And we are praying for all of you. Have a great day.